Hi, I'm Raymond, and you're listening to Insert Quest here. Today's quest is Base Raiders. This is our adventure base raiding campaign. Uh, this is the second heat, uh, which I believe is called Desert Madness. Yes, Desert Madness. Um, you would know. These guys are going to be taking on the Gobi, not to be confused with the Gobi, which is a different thing. <laughs> All right, uh, Finn is going to be joining us a little bit later because he's having some internet connection issues. Uh, so why don't you two introduce yourself, starting with whichever one of you has eyeballs. Oh. I guess that's me. <laughs> Uh, I'm Alex. You might know me from the Ragnar Rock podcast. And if you don't, check it out, you son of a bitch. Uh, and today I will be playing Greg, the hyper-intelligent alien nanoswarm. He is a floating, he basically looks like a floating storm cloud, <coughs> except if you get inside of him, he smells like a fart. There you go. And I am Ryan, uh, also from the Ragnar Rock podcast, uh, but with fewer eyeballs. Yeah. I mean, I would argue that you have more eyeballs, because don't you have a bunch of prosthetic ones? It's true, I do. Hey, those aren't balls, though. No, they're not. Ah, dang. Um, yep. and today, I'm going to be playing Amriel, the warrior demoness, uh, who was summoned to Earth and then used as a, um, a slave to a powerful sorceress, and then uh, sort of abandoned when Ragnarok happened, and her mistress disappeared. So now she's a competitive base raider. Because, you know, you've got to make ends meet. You've got to live in luxury. And you're not going to do that by sitting around. Exactly. All right, fantastic. So, last time you guys took on the base of Setmantoth, and you managed to get there before everyone else, it was actually a one-day sprint uh, race, which was pretty good. That is not going to be the case <laughs> this time. You are going to be in a desert with no landmarks. And it's a desert It doesn't really have great aerial photography. Mm. Uh, so, good luck <laughs> uh, on that. Uh, the, our base raiders know that the base is in the Gobi Desert, uh, which is, you know, like saying the desert, desert, but whatever. Uh, the owner is a was a superhero named Professor Nebulon. Its purpose was apparently some kind of archaeological dig. Uh, I don't think we locked down... Oh, yeah. The, it's rumoured that there's some kind of ghost inhabitants of oh. the area. Naturally. Um, which is probably linked to the fact that um, over... Uh, over the centuries, uh, people have seen strange spectral buildings uh, in the desert. Uh, impossible buildings that were not quite there. Uh, so maybe the ghosts are the inhabitants of this, these spectral uh, cities. Apparently the base has a lot of hyper-advanced uh, biotech uh, inside of it. Uh, and it is defended by a fuck ton of death traps. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, how much is a fuck ton? Um, 
It is at least uh, the weight of ten whales. Wow. Okay. That's that's a lot of traps. Mm. Yeah. Very dense traps. They're made out of uranium. Unless the uh, unless the base is very spread out, we're gonna just you know we wouldn't be able to fit between them. Yeah. Well, he so does have a lot of desert to play with. Yeah. <laughs> the Gobi Desert is quite large. Yes. It's funny how all, like, the world's, like, most famous deserts are basically named the desert. The Sahara means the desert, and the Gobi means the desert. Well, it I is- mean, what else are you going <laughs> to name it? It's the definitive desert beyond which there could be nothing else. It is the wasteland at the end of the world. Or, you know, whatever. Something. So this is Heat 2. It's been about a month since your last race. Um, You guys, you know, sold a bunch of ancient scrolls and shit. Uh, Because you're not wizards. (laughs) No. No, we're not. Did anybody spend their skill points? How do we do that? You just add new trappings and stuff. Um, then I mean, you can spend them between this run and the next. I don't mind. Uh, then I probably did. I just don't... I didn't yet. Yeah, because you guys got about the equivalent of five to spend. But you can just sit on them for a while. You can use that to buy new skills... Um, or to add trappings to existing strange skills. And I think you can do, like, maybe one other thing with them. Can we upgrade oh, you can our advance other goals. skills? Yeah, you can upgrade your uh, other skills. So you can add I don't trappings. have any. So... Oh, yeah. I thought you had the goal of saving... Building oh, up an army to free your people. Yeah, but I didn't have any... I have a conviction, but I didn't have any, like goals that I'm trying to work towards. Ah, oh, okay. Unless I miss yeah, that that's a character thing, That's a thing that you can set up uh, in the system. Yeah, yeah, indeed. So you it's sort of built kind of like a skill. Um, you outline the things that you need to um, accomplish your goal. So, like, there's tiers and how many like the costs and things like that. So there's personal, city, national, global, or cosmic. Yours is probably global or cosmic because you are trying to free an entire race. Um, yeah, I, it could go. I could go with global if, like, you don't plan to destroy the race that's enslaved them. Like, if you're just going to free your people and then fuck off, I'd say global. It might be cosmic, though, if you're going to wipe out this enslaver race. So, Oh, that's, that's yet to be seen. All right. Well, so that's something we can talk about uh, later. So, um, after the last game, uh, what did you guys do with your downtime between uh, races? How have you been blowing off steam... Or relaxing? Have you been uh, leveraging your moderate fame at all? Um, have you guys perhaps lined up a new sponsorship? Hmm. At the moment, you're only sponsored by Raiderade. 
Well, a new sponsor would probably be good. I mean, we did just kick ass in that last race. You could be sponsored um, the- by failing European Airline. <laughs> <laughs> my Which my thought was yet. My thought was some kind of a, a sporting gear, like an Under Armour. <laughs> yeah, so I've got um, clothing on there. You could make that an Under Armour equivalent. Well, only one of us wears clothing. Would they really want to sponsor us? Although I guess yeah, we could put clothes on uh, on the Samurai box. On Yuri, but you are right in that it is not a very fitting right right uh, sponsor. Even though I know Ryan really wanted more armor for Yuri, <laughs> for uh, for Yuri um, and Emriel, rather. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not bad. You need that sweet plastic plating. Or that non-Newtonian gel plates that they have. Those are pretty cool. Hmm. Um, I, I, do, I do also like Failing European Airline. All right. Yeah. So we need a name for Failing European Airline. Ukrainian Air. <laughs> Guten Erben. Guten Erben it is. <laughs> Guten Erben. <laughs> <laughs> and we need to travel from place to place in the former Soviet bloc. Is Erben <laughs> spelt Ben or Iron? Uh, I'll leave that up to you, dealer's choice. Right, well, then Erben with an E. I guess it would be, it would be spelt like Guten Abend, except Air instead of A. I've ne- I've never spelt that either. So you know, you can check it would the be, uh, campaign uh, notes. <laughs> It would be A I R dash B E B E N D B E N D. Yep. Sweet. Uten Airbend. Well, you don't pronounce. You don't really pronounce the D. Yeah, I know. I'm pronouncing it the way the American listeners might. <laughs> oh, uh, hey. Do they have a motto? <laughs> um. Number one, the number one choice for <laughs> the number one choice for international criminals. Always good. Always good. <laughs> I was thinking there are no walls anymore. <laughs> there are no walls. I don't. I don't know. Did uh, was there was there uh, a, a, an iron curtain and an east-west divide and a Berlin Wall in the world of base raiders? I think there were. There's not that much difference to the history of the world, really. Except superheroes. Except yeah. superheroes. Uh, it's like, yeah. Maybe I'm going to line is a bit different. Because I need to dump out my beer because I think my growler went bad. And if I don't do it now, I'm just going to keep drinking it and then regret it. I don't know what so, that is, but that sounds disgusting. <laughs> my growler went bad. It's it's basically a big jug of beer that I didn't drink quickly enough. Oh, okay. Now I'm sick. I will be right back. There are no walls anymore. Anymore. <laughs> Sweet. So you know you you guys probably have done a, an advertisement for them. They're trying to just like Gresher International. They're trying to uh, they're trying to rebuild their image. I don't know why I keep putting a question mark on the end of that. There are no walls anymore. 
uh, yeah, Gutenberg's like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's just pour a bunch of money into an, into a fringe sporting event. That sounds like a good plan. <laughs> Nothing can go wrong. Does Emriel have a goal, or are you just building up that cash? Um, I think maybe Amriel's goal is... Okay, I'm back, sorry. Sort of in a very roundabout way to, to uh, help her Dark Masters restart the War with Heaven. Uh, but she doesn't really want to go back to the pit or deal with her, you know... You're, you're hoping to get a, perma- a permanent appointment as an Earth liaison? Yes. You're going to train the Earth-born forces of darkness, you know, in a sort of a Vietnam advisor kind of situation. Exactly. Cool. That sounds like a pretty personal goal to me. Yeah. Yes. Should we set up goals then? Ah uh, no, we'll do that later because okay. let's just focus it, on the It'll probably take now. a while. Indeed, yeah, there's one a few steps to it. It is like designing a fucking. Uh, <sighs> I didn't even see that. Stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, on page. Kind of, it's on page one fifty one. Yeah, they're kind of optional because, like, you don't have to have a goal necessarily. Oh, uh, there we go. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you guys got this new sponsor. Um, did you guys do some kind of advertisement for them? Of course we did. Uh, it, th- we, we did an ad where we, uh, that's, that's how we flew out of Egypt. We, uh, our ad was like us dusty or as dusty as Greg can be anyway. Uh, you know, like plopping into seats on the air, on the airplane. And then a, a beautiful steward is coming over and giving everyone a drink of, uh, Raider Aid cross promotion. It was, when, it was uh, Raider Aid Slav. Uh, oh, it's, yes. It's got some <laughs> kitchen beer added to it. That's a Raider Aid I can get behind. Raider Aid uh, Slav. That, I feel like I probably shouldn't call it Raider Aid Slav. That's kind of a derogatory term. Uh. There was definitely a bit in there about how Amriel had space for her wings. Yep. <laughs> oh, these chairs are so spacious. Even my wings are comfy. Like, and the, the, and get the, the top. not blow this one all over the cabin like on other airlines. <laughs> he says, probably never having been on a plane before. Nope. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if Greg just... And Yuri's like, oh, me. and they have a, and they have ample charging ports for me. <laughs> <laughs> Guten Airbin is the greatest airline. There's no walls anymore. Guess <laughs> I'll say that in unison. No one really knows why. I didn't know that Macedonians were considered Slavic. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Slovak edition, maybe? That could be cool. Mm. Would would they would they specifically like call it Slovak edition or would it just be Raiderade that the company sold in 
Eastern European countries? Well, they are, it would just be called, in that country, it would just be called Raiderei, just like Red Bull in China is just called Red Bull. It doesn't have, like, a special name, even though it's completely fucking different. Wow. But I'm just put calling them certain edition because, like, they would sell them outside and they'd have right. that sticker added to the can. Gotcha. In the American edition, the the Slovak flavor is just called Sarajevo Sunset. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be the other way around if you're playing off a certain drink from a certain game franchise? Hmm. Are you? Or, am I? I don't know. I thought if you were I... making a Sunset Sarsaparilla reference. No. That's what I was first thinking. Yeah. What is that a reference to? Uh, Fallout. Yeah, Not Vegas make. specifically, but they do talk about it in 4. Yeah, I've, um, I've not really played the Fallout series as much as I yeah, should. You're not missing out on that much. You only really need to play New Vegas, to be fair. Slovak edition. What flavor is it? It's beer, right? <sighs> is it just <laughs> caffeinated beer? It's caffeinated beer. I feel like that's even more insulting than calling it the Slovak edition. Yeah, probably. Uh, it was created. <laughs> it was created by you know some marketing people. They thought it would really take off. Didn't do too well. Very popular in the Australian market. <laughs> yeah, American frat brothers buy it by the case to get fucked up at parties. Oh, oh man, it's, it's like four loco all over again. It's like yeah, yeah except less alcoholic. I don't know about the. Yeah, probably. It's a beer. It like isn't Four Loco like a spirit mixed with energy drink? No, it was it was a malt beverage. It was like oh. a, a Mike's Hard Lemonade with caffeine. Oh, oh wow, that's even worse because we had a we had a bunch of similar drinks in Australia, like UDLs, um, Cruises, vodka Cruises, um, Lemon Ruskies, which is still a thing. No. Um, oh, what was the other one? I think there was one called like, oh, UDL. I think I might have already said that. But that, like UDL, all of those were vodka and uh, energy drink. Uh, oh, no, we, we just mix vodka and Red Bull over here. Yeah, I mean, you, we do that too. <laughs> we do it on our own now, but they like yeah. banned them. They're like, eh, people are getting a bit crazy. <laughs> this is not a good mix. All right. I think so, I still have a Four loco in my fridge that my cousin gave me years ago. And I never drank. It's, I'm sure it's only gotten better with age. Um, did right. you guys do any... Did you guys take any leisure time while you were... Uh, how much time is in between the races? About, about a month. A month. They need, they need time to, to hype up. And also, they want to give time for people to get to right, yeah. the location. Um, I don't really know what Greg would do in his off time. Browse the internet so that he can build his catalog of items. Go Basically, to, yeah. Go to he shopping would... centers and just scan items through himself. <laughs> I think he he just goes to a mall and spends a week cataloging things. You get people taking photos of you. People want to pose with you. Like it's it's probably two or three people a day because, you know. Yeah, it's illegal. Well, depends on where you guys go. You just, I mean, you could just road trip across Europe to China. Road, 
So when do we find out that the next one's going to be in the Gobi Desert? You probably already know. You would have been told at the either at the. You guys kind of already know the locations of all of them, except for the floating, the one that hasn't okay. been given a location yet. Okay. Gotcha. So, so we would know that number two is in the Gobi Desert. Yeah, you beforehand. would know. You would know that number two is the Gobi Desert. Number three is whatever the players decide it's going to be. And number four is whatever the players decide it's going to be. And number five is the moon. Number six is the wild card that we're shifting around. Uh, like, right. you already know that. We just haven't set that out because, like, as... But in player, character, we know what it is. Yeah, in character, you know what the what all the ones are going to be. The only reason you don't know whether the next one's going to... The next one was going to be either the Gobi Desert or the wild card one. And if it's the wild card one, you don't have to worry about getting yourself there. They will handle that. Yeah. Okay. So maybe we're taking a long road trip in Yuri to China. Sweet. Sounds good to go. me. Are you going to go... Th- if you come down through Mongolia, that's probably better. So, like, if you go across Russia down into Mongolia, rather than... Well, first we have to get from Egypt to Europe. Well, you know, your base rate is not going to be too or hard. Asia. You just... You just drive through a bunch of fucking roadblocks. No, I just, I don't even know if there, are there roads? I guess there have to be roads. Um, you would go, you would probably wouldn't actually go into Europe too much because you'd be coming around the Mediterranean. Um, actually there are, there's like car ferries, I think that go from Egypt to Italy. Oh yeah. Okay. You probably get across like the. Bosphorus and Dardanelles too. You can either, yeah, you either go, you either go towards Turkey and through a bunch of war zones, or you go to. Oh yeah, Egypt. I forgot Egypt's connected to the Saudi Arabian Peninsula. Never mind. Yeah, we good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we can just go up that way. Yeah, you pretty much go through Israel, which I'm sure that's a fun time. So with we, could, a demon we could just in the car. Israel, Jordan, Iraq, and Iran, and Afghanistan. It'll be. It'll nice. be fun. And then Perfect. you get to the then you get to the Turkish border. They'll let you through, I'm sure. And then the the part in Google Maps that isn't even defined. Yeah. I'm Kashmir sure is yeah, just I'm dotted sure. lines because India and Pakistan both claim it, so Google has denoted it belongs to both of them. Nice. I probably wouldn't go that way. I'd try and get to Russia as quick as possible and then go across Russia and come down through Mongolia. But this is off the point. You go on a a epic road trip, you do a bunch of Raider Raid advertisements in each of the countries where they have Raider Raid. I feel like uh, Amriel probably clubbed and partied her way across... Um, you know, every major city, like there was a, there was a, a drunk demon sighting. I'm just one night. Greg, tried, Greg went with you one night, but he left when someone tried to snort him. <laughs> someone tried to inhale the cloud. Oh yeah. man, you gotta get a hit of this cloud monster, man. Quit huffing, oh, my dear. friend. <laughs> and then a bar brawl ensues. I'm just picturing the fucking clubbing scene from Eurotrip <laughs> with the t- EDM remix of uh, Scotty, Scotty doesn't know. I don't know if it's if it's Amriel. I'm kind of picturing the club scene from the beginning of Blade. Yeah, probably. You go to a vampire bar. There's a bunch of teenagers who got injected with vampire drugs after <laughs> Ragnarok. She's like, yeah, we're creatures of the night. And you're like, fuck you, man. I was there at the birth of vampires. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs>
<laughs> How am I going to get all this blood out of my clothes? <laughs> oh, my favorite. I have uh, acquaintances that are big in New York City's um, Mind's Eye Theater scene. And occasionally, like, what, like Blade will be on TV or something, and one of them will be like, oh, man, the opening scene to Blade, so many masquerade violations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Blade does the ultimate one in Trinity when he fucking kills a human. It's like, why aren't you Ash? Because I'm not a vampire, dickhead. <laughs> oh, shit. It was wearing fake teeth. How did I not pick this up? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> cool. All right. So, you know, uh, the scene at the race is a bit different. Um, this uh, heat. Because there's no town near where you guys are going. Uh, Raider Raid's like, trucked in several convoys of um, water trucks and they've built a fucking tent city. It's basically um, it's kind of a Burning Man except for extreme sports fans situation. Uh, so the Instead of the, uh, instead of the, fuck, what is the word? The fan city being, like, away from you guys, it's right next to you. You guys are in, like, a fenced-off section so that not anyone can go in. But you have, like, all the fans nearby, so you can go talk to them. There's probably other, like, uh, people from the underground and stuff there. Um, there might be other aliens that have come to check it out, you know. Stuff like that. They would be in the minority, but yeah. Um, okay. There's probably other racing people, because this is the new hot thing. So people are here to be like, how can we incorporate some of this shit into our own hype train? <laughs> Do you have, like, Google Map coordinates of where we are? No, because it's the fucking Gobi Desert. You can pick okay. whichever section you want. I'm not going to be... I'm not there gonna, are cause... towns in the Gobi I know, but because there's no, we're not going to be using the roads or anything, and there's not going to be a lot of landmarks because I'm pretty sure it's a, it's a bit like Desert. the Sahara. Yeah, there's not going to be like heaps of canyons and shit. For example, it's going to be either flat, rocky plains or sand dunes. Is my understanding. Like the surface of Mars. Yeah, like the surface of Mars. But hot. But, but I'm fucking hot. AF. Indeed. Here we go, Gobi Desert. No, I don't want Naruto pictures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a pretty cool-looking oasis. It's got, like, some Chinese pagoda things. Ooh, Google Maps does not like this. Oh, it's... I thought it wasn't loading properly, but it's just because they haven't, like, coloured it desert because I'm not on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right, so... Oh, boy, that's uh, a whole I, lot of nothing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Amriel is probably mingling with the fans, like, taking pictures with people, pretending to snap people's necks, and, you know, doing all kinds of uh, horrific demon poses. And I assume that inner Mongolia is the part that's in China. Yes. I think so? Yeah, because it's next to Hebei. Hebei? Hebei. Yeah, Inner Mongolia is in China. 
yeah. That's a big, big, big lot of desert. That'll be yeah. fun when you guys, if you guys decide to cross that border. Wait, are we starting in Mongolia or China? Let's say that you're starting in Mongolia. Uh, okay. Near... Ooh, where where do I want you to be near? Dalan Zadgad. Yeah, that's that looks good. That's just north of the Gobi Desert marker. I say just north. It's probably. Oh several. wait, no, that's like a like a city. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's a Mongolian city, though, right? Yeah. It's like a large town. No, no, it's well. Yeah. No, no, I'm looking at it. That's a large town. Yeah, it's a large it's, town. The scale is confusing. It's got an airport, which is kind of funny, but so does Ningen, which has a population of like 2,000. So there's, look, there's like some mountainy looking things south of there. Let's say you're near the base of those mountains. Our listeners about, will be loving this epic description how, of How about desert you're life. at the town of Kurumen? K-H-U-R-M-E-N. That looks... Like, it's probably just a petrol station with a bunch of refueling tanks there. That's what it fucking looks like on the map. Alright. K-H-U-R-M-E-N. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that just looks like it's a... Mongolia? Yeah, that is in Mongolia. It's a bit... It's a few hundred kilometers north of the Gobi Desert marker. Where's the measured distances thingy? How do I, I don't do know that? If it's in every version. What's here? Measure distance. You got to right click on a location and then right click on another location. Can you guys like send me a map link because I can't. It's not finding Kruman. Uh, it's ninety-two kilometers north of the Gobi Desert marker. Uh, I got you, Ryan. Yeah. So, you know, there's that going on. There's uh, a few... Um, there's a few... Uh, I don't know if you have these in America, but they're like bar trucks that, like, drink companies will have. So it folds up into a semi-trailer and then unfolds into, like, a bar. Are you asking if we have a way to consume goods in America? I'm asking you if you have that specific type <laughs> of thing. You might not have that. That's all we do. Yes, I'm pretty sure we have that. All right, yeah. Yeah, like a side folds down into a flat surface. They put out a bunch of table and chairs, and you have a bar there. So it's it's like that. You know, there's like an absolute vodka truck is there. Uh, there's probably... Uh, Smirnoff is there. They're competing. Of course. They're all... Uh, all the trucks have, like, Asian branding on them, and then they've, like, put stickers over them to make them... Um, to have English signs as well, because they've probably just gone, fuck, how are we going to get to the middle of the desert in a week? Uh, we got some shit in... We got some stuff in Beijing. <laughs> All right, drive across <laughs> China. Oh, they probably have shit in Nanjing. Whatever. There you go. All right, we're just going to fucking drive. Drive to Mongolia and hope we don't get stopped at the border. Everybody make sure you've got a million in cash for bar for bribes. <laughs> I can I can take care of that. This convoy can't be late. Alright. Um Yeah, there's not there's not a lot you can do to ask people for hints. 
on this one. You can talk to the other teams, but like you can't really Google anything. There's not a lot on this area. Like the sightings are more folklore. The stuff you found out already is like the maximum amount you've been able to Google and like and do research. Like you got there were a few few there's a story of like a bunch of adventurers or whatever like you know going out into the some nomads going out into the desert and then they found a death trap and you know there's an interview from like 1999 where this professor from another universe was like oh yes you know it's an interesting thing that the multiverse is uh littered with ruins and wrecks from other realities that have seeped through and if you know where to look yada 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 mm. and like those are the that's how you've pieced this together could i do like a, a satellite survey scan like we did for the last one to see if i can figure out an area that might be where our base is you can go for it but um i'm gonna say that this is gonna be pretty difficult Okay. It's hard to uh, read. That's fair. It's like I'm looking at flat, featureless desert. Mm. Uh, Hang on. What about this? Is it this one? Oh no! Wait, that's just a just an empty bit of desert. Uh, so I got a plus three, and right. I will use my smartest cloud of the room aspect to bump that up to a plus five. Good, because the difficulty was three, so you were kind of tied. Um. <clears throat> So, um, I would say there was there's a nice big flat piece of desert, uh, down towards. What is the name of this province? I think this is actually a part of Inner Mongolia. So if you've got the Google Maps icon up and you've mm -hmm. got the little marker that says Gobi Desert, there's sort of a Texas-shaped patch of sand if you zoomed yep. out enough to see a bunch of the Chinese provinces. Yeah, there's a Texas-ish-shaped patch of sand. I'd focus there. The one with the, the dots at the bottom of it? Uh, Which are actually tiny little lakes? Yes. Okay. I mean, that's still going to be I a pretty will. fucking massive area. It's like... I feel like I'm looking at another planet. This is crazy. Um, <laughs> yes, I mean, I've, I been on the, I've been on the Mars, Google Maps. It's annoying because it's all in, like, um... Martian. All in... No, 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 no. It, when you look at it at this range, it's in... Fuck, bunch of it is in like um, thermographic. Ah. Like it's got the blue, red, orange, and stuff. It's not actually photos. On certain areas, sometimes it's different. Depending on this. If you're looking at a section which they have fucking photographed a heap, heaps, you get some nicer looking terrain. Okay, uh, I will convey that to my team. Uh, this one has done a scan uh, and it believes that focusing on the area south of us might be a good place to start based on blah, 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 blah. It's, it's, it's a lot of hunch. 
Really? You just think that that's going to be an easy area to survey, plus there's been some weird shit, some weird, some of those weird city sightings, slightly more have happened there than elsewhere. Mm. But, you know, there's some rough terrain between you and there, so that'll be fun. Oh, yes. Looks like a small mountain range, maybe? Yeah, it's unclear. I think it might be a mound of sand. <laughs> like a giant mound of sand. Yeah. Well, that's that's what we have a living car for. Uh, you hope. We'll see how Finn's internet is. Oh, yeah, that's true. I might be able to fly us over that. I don't no, think you're allowed. You're not allowed, remember? You're not allowed to act as transport for the oh, other characters. That's right. that's right, damn. That's why the, tw- the triplets haven't made a fucking jet plane. Okay. Uh, so Texas patch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Is there any other pre-stuff that you want to do, Amriel? Um, I'm more of a physical character, so I mean, yeah. there's not really unless I I could like sneak down there and and scope the place out if you like. That's a lot probably, of scoping. That would That's probably. A lot. Yeah. That would probably be violating some rules, though, right? Yeah, that's kind of starting early. You could talk to some one of the other teams. Hmm. Uh, oh, this patch is only uh, 145 miles north to south. Yeah, but you don't have a specific location within that. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was joking. <laughs> I'm like, only 145 miles mm. north and south. Oh, that's like double that almost in kilometers, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And 200 across. <laughs> which is, three, we'll call it 320 kilometers. How many square, square kilometers or miles is that? Uh, How many I can hectares? actually figure that out. A lot. A and, lot. That's just, and that's just the area you've got to search. That's not counting the distance you need to travel to get there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's going to be some... There's going to be some late nights on this one. <laughs> um, who, we, our rivals that we... Um, it, was, it was TKS, right? They were the yeah, ones you did we kind of piss off TKS. They're not too impressed with you at the moment. Um, they're not, you know, they're not actively shit-talking you, but they are just like, yeah, we were we were surprised that uh, they uh, you know, attacked us straight off the starting line last month, but, you know, I mean, that's, that's adventure base rating for you, you for you, you know, you've got to try and get the advantage wherever you can, especially when you're race, uh, racing uh, with the kind of equipment that they have. You know, they're just new. They've got to try and get the edge wherever they can. <laughs> it's, uh, it's 275 miles away. It's a bit of a drive. Yeah. It's a bit of a hike, yeah. Um, well, we shouldn't... We shouldn't uh... 
try to talk to them. It, we were we were getting kind of chummy with the true survivors at the beginning. Yeah, of the last they, they, time. Were, they were indie. Yeah. All right. Uh, so so Amriel says that to Greg. Uh, you and you and the robot were getting uh, getting kind of chummy with the true survivors. Maybe they would. Uh, hmm. I'm going to some... say that at the moment Yuri is very busy making sure you guys don't get bogged in sand. Uh, yeah. You actually see he's got a knife out uh, and he's custom shaping the tire treads, which is a thing that people do. Yuri was uh, enjoying electrocuting himself with them, but uh, I could float over and talk to them. Go for it. So I will do that. All right. So you drift on over. Uh, you see, where are their list of names? You see Alex Remington, who's the war veteran female uh, true survivor. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, someone just came in and uh, started talking to me. Can you repeat what you just said? He's going to go talk to the true survivors. Okay, cool. So Alex Remington is there, and who else? Billy Blacktop. Oh, nice. Who is basically Night Rider. <laughs> uh, so I float over. Greetings and salutations, true survivors. Oh, hey there, Greg, says Billy. I hope this heat is not... Uh, making things more difficult for you. Alex turns to you and says, uh, it's not so much the heat that'll get you, it's the humidity. And the humidity here ain't nearly as bad as uh, the Congo. Oh, no. God, God, that was a shit storm. We didn't know uh, that they had their own cyber commandos. Wish I'd known Julio back then. He would have been real handy. Oh. Indeed. I'm gonna I'm gonna write Amriel into the scene because I want to do something. Uh, so Amriel kind of shrugs and she goes, "Well, even the Congo's got nothing on the pits of hell." Huh. Alex so, sort of is like, "Well, yeah, yeah, I, yep, good point. I guess isn't it really a cold heat though?" Yeah. Well, apparently the Gobi is a cold desert, not a hot desert. Oh, really? Yes, okay. with frost and occasionally snow occurring on its dunes. Amriel responds, depends on where you are and how grave your sins are. Huh. Fair enough. <laughs> wow. These winds cause the Gobi to reach extremes of temperatures ranging from negative 40 degrees Celsius in winter to 50 degrees Celsius in summer. Well, it is summer, so... It's, a, it's the hot desert time of 50 year. 50 degrees for us, Ryan, is 122 Fahrenheit. Mm. Sounds a lot larger when you say it in uh, made-up numbers. Yeah. Because we made them up to sound cooler. It's more extreme. <laughs> I know, I know so 30, Celsius, 30 Celsius is like warm and balmy, so I can only imagine what 50 is like. Well, yeah, 36 is the ideal human body temperature, for example. Celsius. A hundred is the boiling point of water. Yes. Zero is its freezing point because that's the scale. So, so in southern Mongolia, the temperature has been recorded as low as third is negative thirty-two point eight Celsius. Ooh, 
boy. That's not too far off Antarctic temperatures. Nope. Damn. What time of year is it when we're there? Summer. It's summer. Oh, okay. So it is hot. All right. The base rating takes place during the middle of the year. Okay. Oh. Yeah, um, unfortunately you won't be able to uh, torment Yuri any longer with your um, <laughs> with your electronic devices. He's got his hands full with the vehicle right now. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, Billy says he's like, yeah, I was just about to start working on our rig too. Uh, where... We're rethinking the dirt bike, dirt bikes. I mean, they're useful and all, but uh, it's gonna be real hot out. So, you know, we're gonna we're also making uh, tuning the air conditioner, <laughs> making sure he's got yes. plenty of freon. Those sound like smart plans. And right. don't forget to bring a blanket in case it gets chilly at night. We're really worried about the water situation, personally. And then, you know, Alex looks over at your car and is like, you guys got a lot of room for water in your rig? Cause... I'm sure we should be able to suffice. I mean, I guess. The temperature I guess in the Greg... desert can drop to, in the, in the summer months, even the temperature here can drop to uh, 15 degrees at night. Yeah. I made their number up, but I know it gets cold at night. It does get cold at night in most deserts and places on the planet. <laughs> um, well, I'm really the only one who needs to drink, per se, but... Well, yeah, I guess Greg can just transmute you guys some water. It's true. Would you like some? Uh, no, I'm pretty good, Greg. <laughs> Says Billy I could... he goes back over to the car. Um... <sighs> He's almost gotten rid of the disgusting aftertaste. It is a He's work getting... in progress. Sometimes I accidentally misplace a molecule or two. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that does sound good. Accidentally make hydrazine. <laughs> Just a few drops. I think a few drops is more than enough. That was a bad night for Amriel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So. Um, while, while we're over there, like, making small talk, can I uh, surreptitiously check out their, their rigging? Like, are they – I mean, I know it's all desert around here, but are they preparing for a specific type of terrain? Like, are they – thinking that they're going rocky or... Um... Uh, everyone seems to be focusing on the sand because if they prep for the sand, they should be okay for the rock as well. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. So so nothing that would give me a, uh, a lead on what direction they're planning on heading in or hoping to head in. Yeah, indeed. Um, you see that... Um, the true survivors do have, um, they're stripping off a lot of their gear off the car. They seem to be going streamlined. Um, they're going for fuel and water is the main thing that they want to carry. Um, 
Yeah. Because uh, if they run out of those, they're fucked. Uh, I hate to keep harping on the weather, but I just looked up Ulaanbaatar in Mongolia. Is which is currently, Which is, is currently 68 degrees. Mm-hmm. And tonight it will drop to a low of 39. A low of 39. Fahrenheit or Celsius? I believe this is Celsius. Jesus. That reminds me. I have the Mongolian... Or is it uh, I can't tell. It won't, I have maybe the it is Mongolian TV streaming service on my uh, computer. I can see what's on TV right now. Oh, no, those are Fahrenheit. I'm sorry. Those are Fahrenheit, not Celsius. I mean, okay, so not quite as extreme. Yeah. Still, I mean, 39. Also, this is also later. We are later in the year than your base raiders are there. Yeah. True. But 39 is only a few degrees above freezing. So it's going to get cold tonight. Okay. Okay. Um, how about, like, do they have anything out that might give me a, a hint as to where they're looking, like maps or um, maybe like a computer display that's left un- unguarded for a moment I can sneak a peek at? Um. If you can get Alex away from the computer that she's on, you might be able to get a look, so. Not me. One of the NPCs is named Alex. Yes. Indeed. (laughs) Alexandra Remington. But you'd need Um, to get her away from it somehow. Yeah, uh, let's see. Alex Remington. Oh, she's a war vet. Yeah, or you could try and ask her. Like, you guys have been chummy. You might be able to just be like, hey. You could also try and propose a team-up that's not against the rules. It'll just be you guys will have to race. You guys won't... It'll be instead of racing to the to the base, it'll be racing through the base. Mm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like we would might be... I mean, I know we're the little guys and it might help, but I feel like we might also just be hurting ourselves if we team up at this point. Oh, yeah, indeed. I was just making you aware that it's not against the rules. It's a possibility. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, Amriel is, is a, you know, dirty, underhanded... Uh, fallen angel, so she's all about like, you know, double-crossing people and that kind of chicanery. Um, hmm. uh, so you said that uh, Billy Blacktop kind of wandered away? Um, yeah, he went back over to the car. Uh, he's working on something. Uh, I I walk over to uh, where Greg is is floating, and I and I say in a in a quiet voice, "I'm going to see if I can get the the woman away from the computer. You you take a look at it uh, while I have her distracted." Okay, very well. Um, and you s- the the notes say that uh, she's a, she's a war vet, right? Yeah, yeah, she's like a Rambo character. 
All right. Um, in that case, um, I'm going to try to uh, I'm going to try to bond with her about that. You know, like go over and. Uh... Hey, Alex, you ever been in the shit? Like, right. Oh yeah, man, I've been in the shit. Let me tell you about the shit. <laughs> oh yeah, I fought in the first war. Right. What's war like these days? It's probably changed <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah, there's a lot of lead flying around. Oh, that's cute. Back in my day, it was a literal holy fire. But, you know, lead is pretty scary, I guess. Well, you know. I mean, back on back on Earth 1, where we're from, as, yeah. opposed, to the, as opposed to this Earth, which is clearly a cheap forgery. Right. Uh, <laughs> maybe you know, I'll like... We, there was the... Uh, we were just starting to plasma weaponry was just coming to the floor. And Jesus, I mean, that can't be too far off hellfire, I imagine. Fucking molten balls of sun juice flying around, taking out bits of people's torsos, just burning a hole clean through. Yeah, that happened to me once. And I, like, pull up my shirt and show that the, the area where the archangel almost gutted me. <laughs> Holy shit, man. That's nothing. She lifts up her, uh, pulls her pants down slightly, shows you like a massive fucking scar on her thigh. Like, so a fucking tank blew up right next to me and a piece of it fucking went straight through my leg. And I still had to fucking march out of there because, you know, it was no fly zone. Had to fucking uh, hike all the way across the Mississippi. All right, that's pretty respectable for a human wound. And uh, Amriel, like... <laughs> Rolls up her sleeve to show, you know, how her arm was almost, like, blown off and is now, like, barely hanging on by scar tissue. Holy shit, man. All right, all right, all right. How about this? Uh, and then she, uh, you know, lifts uh, up the back of her shirt. You see on the small of her back, like, a bunch of little, uh, a, cl- a cluster of little scars uh, it looks like maybe she was sh- shot with a shotgun or something. Uh, she doesn't say anything. He's like, what do you think caused that? Hmm. Uh, maybe, maybe shotgun rounds. Ah, wrong. It was a fucking flechette cannon. Yeah. Some fucking cyber commando, uh, a zombie Indian ninja fucking climbed its way up out of the ground and its fucking arm shot out a bunch of fucking needles. I've still got some of those lodged in my uh, abdomen there. You know, rattling around. It's actually quite painful sometimes, you know. (laughs) Amriel nods, impressed. Because that must have turned her into hamburger for a while. Yeah, it wouldn't have been great. Probably didn't get it fixed till they got here. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll, you know, deceit to keep her distracted while. Go for it. Let's see how we do here. The exciting listening is Ryan brings up his dice stream. Yes, indeed. When will Fantastic. it load? Will it load at all? Will it load? <laughs> All right. Um so that's it plus 3. Nice. Um hmm. I mean that seems fine to me. 
Okay. Yeah. As, as if you think if that'll work, then yeah, then that works. I just thought I'd let that pause play out in case you decided to spend a fate point anyway. Nah, nah, I'm good for now. <laughs> it so seemed like we're... you were thinking about it. Ooh, is that gonna be enough? Yeah. Um. So well, she's she's canny. I don't I don't want to like uh, you know, tip my hand here. Yeah. So Greg. Yes. Uh, you see that those two are discussing various uh kinds of damage they have received to their meat bags. Physical creatures always seem so intrigued by how much uh, punishment that their bodies can suffer. And walls. And wall. I still don't get the walls thing, but uh, I'm trying. So I'm going to try to surreptitiously check out their computer. Yeah, you can just sort of look at it. You don't need to. I mean, you'll only be able to see what's on the screen because you are Greg. I am Greg. And you don't uh, have fucking physical interaction unless nope. you dissolve the computer. However, the hard drive would code yeah. everything in bits. I mean, yeah. I mean, do you want to try? Uh, my sentient cloud ability has stealth. Do you have any computer skills? Is there any uh, computer I, skills? I can't there remember. are, and I do. Well, I have computers, yes. Repeat what you have, sorry. I have technology and computers. All right, go for... We'll call it technology, because you're trying to fucking read a hard drive with your mind. That's fair. Now, <laughs> uh, yeah, Alex has to open his dice stream. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is zero. But do you want to uh, spend the fight for it? I think I do. Uh, is this the same scene as before? Uh, when I was researching. I guess. Well, sure. because okay. Uh, in that case. Oh, because you uh, couldn't invoke the same aspect. Yeah, I'd say it is because it's all part of the yeah. finding out what you're going up against. See, uh, um. Can I invoke uh, my conviction? This one must save its cloud because I need this information so that we can get to the base first so that I can get the stuff to save my people. Sure, especially with all the so-called advanced technology. There might be something there. So, yeah. Would a plus two be enough? Yeah, that'll be enough. Okay. Okay. So then uh, I got a plus two. Fantastic. Not fantastic, fantastic. Because uh-huh. reasons. Uh, so, uh, what do you find? Uh, you guys find, um, hmm, what would they have? What would the true survivors have that they're doing this time? All right, you find some kind of survey data. You've not seen it, this kind of survey before. It's got something to do with energy uh, readings or something. You think it's probably based on something from their alternate Earth that they're from. Um, Okay. And you see that it's there's three configurations uh, to it. 
Okay. Um, and it's overlaid on the map that uh, of the <laughs> of the Gobi Desert, which is fucking right. massive. And you see um, a lot of you see that it's coloured. The three samples or whatever are coloured uh, to uh, white, blue, and red. And there's a few, like, uh, and then the background is just, um, is just green. Uh, and you see that there's a few, sp- like, spots where they flare. They're very small sections all over the desert. And then there's a few parts where, like, one or two, where, where uh, two of them overlap. Um, and then there's a large section where all three uh, overlap, and that is in the Texas-shaped patch of sand. Okay, so that's probably where they're going to be looking to. Yeah, um, it narrows it yeah. slightly, but like not enough. Right, still somewhere in that big giant area. Yeah, you can basic. It basically cuts your search area in half when you get there. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. Can. I- uh, so Greg uh, disentangles himself from the computer and just floats back to their tent. Cool. Uh, I'm Amriel? thinking. Oh, sorry. Amriel could continue. Yeah, Amriel. Amriel is going to you know when she notices that Greg has has flown off, uh, is going to you know say that it's it was really great to meet meet you, Alex and. Uh, maybe we could grab a beer sometime and, and tell war stories. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. And she looks at you kind of funny. Ooh. Um, empathy? Go for it. Um, I broke even with the roll, so plus one. Uh, you think that, uh, that human might like the way you're scarred. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. Um, so, uh, Amriel kind of, uh, not, not being, uh, one of those, uh, alluring seductive demons, uh, just gives just gives kind of an awkward grin and then shuffles away. As you have asked the human on a date. Do, do you have a succubus friend you can call? <laughs> That'll be a I great don't... use of your downtime. <laughs> between, yes. Between heats. Demonic flirting tips. For a hideously scarred warrior demon from a succubus. Maybe, maybe you and Alex travel to the next heat together. Whoa! Who knows? Whoa! We're a team. That will make some some great drama for the uh, for the cameras. Oh yeah, that fucking that'll be all over the gossip. They were like, "Ooh, is Alex Remington of the True Survivor Race Team?" Uh, considering. Uh, a uh, trade has to, she turned to the dark side to the ethereals <laughs> and then you can make out inside Yuri 
Oh, God. <laughs> It'll be like the fucking scene from uh, the first Transformers movie. Oh, yeah. Baby, come back. Um, so, I think uh, Greg is going to go back to the tents. Uh, and he is going to spend some time because we said like we have like a day or something, right? Yeah. Okay. So Greg is going to spend some time and create himself a little flying uh, pet, sort of like the the drone cameras that uh, that are following us around. Not well, no, th- those are like spheres. So this would be like. Like an actual quadcopter drone, mm-hmm. but would try to have uh, some kind of energy scanner on it. Like, I want to try to using my knowledge of bases. Basically, I want to I want to try to make a drone that can fly like a hundred feet above us and scan as we're driving through the deserts for any energy signature that shouldn't be in the middle of a vast wasteland. So, like, if the base is underground, it would be able to pick up, like, hey, there's a lot of electricity over there. I was going to say, you don't need to make it an energy scanner. You just need to make it something that can detect EM. Because, like, if there's a base that's running with any kind of, like, lights... It'll have a shit ton of EM being right. Yes, yeah, so, so that's so basically a drone with an EM sensor. Yeah, so you don't even need like some fancy high tech shit. You can get that from well, not Radio Shack because oh. there's no such thing. You can order those parts yeah. from Alibaba. Will they will they like deliver them to us so that we can assemble it? No, you you make it yourself from your fucking magic powers. But I was yeah. just you know just go uh, eat, some, okay. eat some desert. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go eat some desert. You sink down into some sand, and then the drone rises out like that scene in um like that scene in Watchmen. <laughs> Instead of this massive glass floating palace thing, <laughs> it's just a drone. It's just a fucking quadcopter. <laughs> uh, so my role. Uh, evened out, so that puts me at plus three at Ascendant tier. Yeah, that sounds sounds good enough. So So basically autonomous, so it will hover, I guess so I can give it, I can give it like basic commands like hover You've got workshop, right? Uh, I am my workshop. Yeah, doesn't that have a thing where you can like, it, it talks about making stuff with that. In the I can make. Yeah, let me open up the. I think I closed. Trapping the book. descriptions. Yeah. Uh, craft. We want. Oh, uh, craft. Yeah, we probably want craft. This trapping skill can be used to create permanent physical works consistent with the skill's theme. This includes building mechanical or electronic devices. Blah 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 blah. Proper tools and material. Default time. So at Ascendant tier, if I want to, I could spend a fate point once per session to give the character a theme-appropriate work, a piece of equipment with three improvements, or add two improvements to an existing piece of equipment that lasts for the rest of the session. Yeah. Um, But if I'm actually building it, do I have to spend the fate point? 
Yeah, because a piece of equipment with three. Okay. Uh, so then I have to pick like three tags for it, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know what? It's not going to be too fucking spectacular. So I'm just going to say you just have it. spectacular because with workplace at extraordinary tier, it can be used to make, fix, or improve works equal to or less than the skills power tier and relevant to its theme. For an example, an extraordinary tier laboratory can be used to make can be used to make or repair mundane or extraordinary tier scientific devices. Well, I so, was just going to say, if you just want it to be a quadcopter with an EM sensor and like it's not going to be like super outstanding, then we'll just say you have it. If you okay. want it to be like something you guys are going to have for a while, then I'd say start putting the tags on it. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Ryan? Um, hmm. I would say... Uh... I would say let's keep it disposable for now. Yeah, so okay. it's effectively so it's just... just a normal quadcopter with an EM sensor on it. Right. Which and means I can... it only yeah. has 30 minutes of battery life. Okay. Just FYI, that's how long a Phantom runs. Okay. Psychic Reader Ron has sent me an email, apparently. I don't know who the fuck Psychic Reader Ron is. Sounds like spam. Or a fan. No, considering that it's sent to my personal email, sounds oh. like spam. Yeah, that does. <laughs> it just popped up on my fucking display. Um, all right. Well, so we are kind of at a fork in the road here. Finn's still having internet trouble, so ah. we can either. Stop here, and we'll just do this base in four, in three parts instead of two. Or we can keep going, and we'll do this part base in three parts instead of two. And you guys can talk to the other teams, or even just go out into the camp and you know elbow with the fans, because Finn's character is kind of the one that's best suited for. Like, his thing is getting you guys to the base. Right, right. Yeah. So, I think that we can't really skip that. So, I think we should um, I think we should either do more research, and then we'll probably stop maybe an hour earlier than normal, or half an hour early. We'll see how we go. Uh, and we'll just do this, uh, this adventure in three parts instead of two. Okay. Um... Can I can I test my copter, make sure it's my drone, make sure it's working and picking up EM stuff? Yeah, sure. How are you going to test it? Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna float. I don't know. I guess like a, a half mile out away from the camp where there's just nothing, um, yes. and and send it up and see what it picks up, and then have it because I'm assuming there's a whole bunch of electronics and shit at the the base camp. Uh, you pick up uh, some EM coming from towards the base camp, and then you spot an EM signal really close to the quadcopter. Do you turn your camera? Yes. And... Yeah, you see a helicopter with a camera taped onto it. It looks a bit beaten up. <laughs> you see something dangling off of it. It's like a rope uh... or something. Do I... Re oh, no, I wouldn't recognize it because I was building a wall. 
Uh, yeah. It, ri- it rises up. Uh, it rises up above your quadcopter, so you can't. You can see the rope still, but you can't see the thing because your camera's mounted underneath. And the rope starts moving towards you, so you assume the helicopter's flying towards you. Oh, uh, I'm gonna lower my drone. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna have it land. All right, you start to rapidly land. Um, do you have any piloting skill? Do I have any piloting skill? I have technology. Nope. Science? Mm, no. Computers? Mm, no. Then no. Oh, empathy. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, empathy <laughs> works. Oh, in that case, no. <laughs> All right, uh, so roll at... Unless uh, uh, I do not have the, I do not have the pilot trapping on my alien super scientist skill. So roll plus at zero. Plus zero. I got a plus one. All right, let's see how I go. I just knocked over an empty drink bottle. Um, where are my fudge dice? I got plus one. Oh. So we are tied. Unless it just seems to... we are at an impasse. Unless you want to do something. Um, no, I only have one fate point left. I don't want to spend it. <laughs> Good choice. You could also ask Ray for compels later on. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, I know. But uh, So as uh, you try to lower uh, yourself, uh, seeing as it's a tie, uh, the cord, the rope, smacks into your quadcopter and it wraps around it like like the rope has some kind of it's some kind of smart rope it's an e rope <laughs> uh, it wraps around uh, your quadcopter but you're already trying to land and so you pull the helicopter down with it uh, the helicopter doesn't quite crash but it bounces on the sand and then starts to fly back up and is now trying to pull your quadcopter uh, away. Uh, Can I activate you... the self-destruct on my quadcopter? You didn't say you put that in, and you did say it was a regular quadcopter. You could just, walk, I'd over, I'd you try. just walk over to it and be like, hey, man, what are you doing with my quadcopter? Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm going to... Um deactivate the quad, like, I'm just going to stop piloting it and let the helicopter drag it, but just follow it and see where it's going. <laughs> Alright, uh, it drags it out into the desert uh, and then drops it on, a, on, a, on the sand uh, beyond uh, your range. It drops it from a great height and actually uh, a couple of the rotors break and one of the rotor guards snaps um, it could be pretty easily repaired, especially by you, but it is annoying as fuck. Um, um, and then the helicopter so, starts so, to head back to camp. Uh, so, since I can't physically pick it up, uh, I'm going to remember where it is, and then I'm going to go back to camp. Uh, uh, Amriel? Yes, Greg? Do you know why any of the other teams uh, might be upset with us? Uh, um, well, we did have a bit of a, a kerfuffle with TKS Super Team when we were starting out. Ah, yes. And, and then there was, uh, there was their drone. Ah, that makes sense. Someone just attacked my drone. 
Oh, they did. Yes, with a helicopter. But would you be able to fetch it for me, since this one does not have uh, limbs? Of course. Just give me a heading. I'll, and... I'll, I tell her where the, the drone was crashed. Nice. Uh, um, Amriel, Amriel takes wing and, and flies over to where the drone crashed. Nice. Uh, you pick up the little quadcopter. I will fly it back and, and deposit it in the sand um, at, at uh, Greg's hovering base. And I will All say, right, if, anyone, if anyone breaks your toys ever again, you just come get me, okay, Greg? And I will take care of it. Oh, no, no, this is not a toy. It's a tool for searching out electromagnetic fields that might be given off by a base while we're patrolling through the desert. Right. I'll pretend uh, I understand that. Uh, it finds electricity underground. Also finds electricity above ground. Well, yes, but specifically, it finds electricity. And it occurs to me, Greg would probably <laughs> be a pretty strong source of EM. I, I programmed it to not find me. Yeah, you just ignore that. Yep. Result. Um, so one thing I did just realize, we still don't have, like, radios or anything, right? Nope. To communicate <laughs> with do not have team comms. Um, okay, since so... We're, since we're out of the base, can we say that we have procured those? Sure, that's pretty mundane stuff. I don't have any problem with that. Uh, is there any way that I could... That Greg could uh, dismantle it and since he is a nanoscopic cloud, like communicate Incorporate. with them on an EM frequency? Um, hang on a minute. Where is the trappings pyramid? Because I'm pretty sure there's a communication trapping. Um, here it is. Okay, let's see. Um... Conversation? That's probably... Mm. Actually, that's probably for talking to people. Like, it's probably not... Well, well, I'll look at it in the list. It might be what I'm looking for. Conversation trapping covers friendly social interaction. Nope. <laughs> um... Mm. I mean, if there's not one, there's not one. But I'm just wondering... Uh, you might need to you might need to put the um, the unique extra or unusual on something like it would be conversation yeah. plus unusual you know nanoscopic radio transmission or yeah because okay. like basically if you can tune your cloud to the radio signal you'll be able to transmit your thoughts right over the comms was what I was okay. thinking you could add that trapping to yourself. So how many points? So Kavins would be one point, and then how well, much for? Well, if you're adding it to an existing thing, you oh, need you to be able to, to get it from a trapping you already have. Well, if it's not connected, you start then wherever you just, want. Yeah, and oh, it's okay. not none of my that that whole thing is not connected to any of my trappings. Right, because that would be dismantle, repair, craft, and workspace as your nano cloud, right? 
Uh, and also uh, one or two more, but they're not connected. To that other... Oh, oh yeah. okay. So if they don't connect at all, he can just start at that one. So yeah, you can probably just get conversation. It's one point to add it. Right. Um, and then you need the unusual or unique, whatever the hell they call it, extra. Yeah, which would probably add it. Extras, yeah. Uh, where are we? Unusual plus one skill point. So two points. And you've got five, so that'll be I, enough I, I, five today. All right. So, so I'm you, going can, to... you can now tune yourself to radio frequencies. Uh, I'm going to add that to my sentient cloud skill. Yeah. Oh. Conversation unusual. You can talk in weird ways. You can talk over at EM. Mm-hmm. Talk in Gamma so Bursts. That, that won't be since, fucking dangerous. <laughs> since, I'm, uh, since I'm spending points on this, then, could I also say that it gives me Wi-Fi? Yeah, because it's, it's conversation... Uh, unusual, I'd allow that. Uh, actually, that'd probably be research unusual. Uh, information. Well, fuck it. If I'm spending points, I might as well spend one more to get Wi-Fi. Yeah. Because you've got a research thing already, don't you? Yeah, so I just have to spend the one to add the... Unusual to it. And now you can fucking surf the net anywhere on the globe, you know, unless you're underground. Uh, Or, you know, surrounded by several hundred meters of whatever, concrete, steel. Yeah. Don't go go in any Faraday (laughs) cages. Yeah, try to avoid them at all costs. I wonder if somebody put a Faraday cage inside of you, if, like, it would disconnect a part of yourself from yourself. I think it probably would. That'll be interesting to Actually, remember. I guess I think I don't that, know when would, that would come up in the game, to be honest. Scientifically, I guess it would depend on the wavelength that my nanoparticles use to communicate. Yeah, but if it's a super science Faraday cage. Oh, uh, super science, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no doubt. It only uh, needs so, to sound vaguely plausible for our purposes. That's true. So, uh, gra- so we all get the radios, uh, and Greg takes his uh, and just eats it like he does everything else, uh, and it just dissolves and floats into his cloud. Uh, uh, Amrio, uh, step outside the tent so we can test these, please. Um, sure. Amrio goes a considerable distance away. Uh, and then Greg Greg tunes himself in. Uh, testing, testing. Can hear you, you hear this clear. one? Can hear you loud ah, and clear. Very good. I can now communicate on electromagnetic frequencies. That's pretty fucking cool. I yeah. can talk to machines. No, I can't. <sighs> All right. Um, so, oh, do I have to roll to fix my drone? Um, I will say you can just devote some time to it. Emriel, what are you going to do while Greg is messing about with his drone again? Um, I guess, I, like I said before, I will go and, uh, spend some, spend some time, uh, rubbing elbows with the fans. Is there any kind of person you specific, what is this event? Do you maybe say on, <laughs> do you want to... <laughs> Like, say on Twitter or something, hey, I'm going to be at this bar. <laughs> I'm going to be down at the Raiderade uh, 
tent. Uh, the Raiderade Zone. Doing yeah. a Q&A. All right, sure. Um, Amriel is going to go and, and uh, grab some kind of uh, alcoholic um, mixed energy drink from the Raiderade bar and... Uh, uh, one See of the Raider Raid execs walks up to you and says, Hey, uh, if you're going to be doing a Q&A and you want to be drinking, could you perhaps drink this new, uh, one of our new products? It's called Raider Raid Adult. Uh, sort of a competitor uh, with the mixer drinks and stuff. So it's our energy drink mixed with uh, uh, basically ethanol. If my, my taste buds burned out uh, eons ago, I don't really care much what I drink as long as there's booze in it. All so right, cool. He, so well, here's, a ca- here's a case of that. Uh, do you need anything else? Do you want us to get get some snacks for this Q&A? Uh, you know, whatever you need, big guy. You're, you're a big draw. People uh, sure. love that whole demon aesthetic you got going. They're into it. Right. Aesthetic. <laughs> That's what you call it. Um, well, most base raiders are people that acquired their shit as opposed to fucking demon lords. Being a demon. Yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah, I guess Amriel will uh, will lure in her fans with uh, promises of snacks. Nice. Oh, this is a perfect time. We've got another sponsor that we need to add. We do need a uh, junk food, like a snack food um, provider. There's also a fast, a fast food sponsor. Ooh. Uh, so either one of those need could be added. So mm. you know the snack that's something like you know Cheetos or whatever, and the fast food would be like a McDonald's equivalent. Mm. Uh, oh, did I unmute my mic? I think I did. Yeah, I, I did. Um, I'm thinking the fast food should sound incredibly disgusting. Like I'm thinking, I'm thinking beef shack. Beef shack. Oh. Beef shack. No, no, and meat shack. Meat, meat shack. Meat they're just shack. like they they minimize every part of their food that isn't meat. So just it's just like huge, like grease dripping hamburger meat, patties. Meat Shack is a traditional Canadian barbecue uh, restaurant. <laughs> oh, because like that's not a thing you normally think of when you think of barbecue. You don't think Canadian barbecue. <laughs> Well, smoke you up a whole side of pork, eh? <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's traditional Maine barbecue because Maine's normally seafood. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they're looking. Maine they're looking barbecue. for a. They're looking for a boost. <laughs> no, not traditional Maine barbecue. Maine's number one barbecue oh. restaurant. <laughs> Their slogan is just "fuck lobster." Fuck lobster. <laughs> Come on down to the meat shack. We serve fuck lobster all day. <laughs> the fuck lobster burger. <laughs> so, you guys. Uh, so, the Whopper is still at. 
Burger King in America, oh, right? Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure if that was just the name they used for it in Australia. So, Hungry Jack's in Australia. They tried to copyright Whopper uh, as a word, but you can't copyright... Um, you can't copyright things that are... You can't copyright things like the best burger, for example. And Whopper is like a word that is means a great thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. So you they couldn't copyright that. Instead, they copyrighted Home of the Whopper. So perhaps Meat Shack has copyrighted Home of the Fuck Lobster Burger. <laughs> Good for them? No one else can... <laughs> No one else can say they're the home of the fuck lobster burger. I, I don't know why they would want to, but okay. <laughs> because it's the, it's the most popular barbecue sandwich in Maine. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's just a giant pile of, like, pulled brisket on a tiny, tiny bun. <laughs> Mania... <laughs> Maniacs love uh, <laughs> love uh, their burger. Well, I don't know what the name is for people from that state. I assume it's Maniacs. What else would work? Uh, I think they're main. I don't know. I, actually. Mean, I think the, the demonym is is Mainer. I want to say. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But but they they should definitely have a burger called the Maniac. Oh yeah, maniac! <laughs> it begrudgingly has lobster on it. <laughs> it's got lobster fries. Begrudgingly, it's like what the fuck is that? It's like someone took a clam bake and smashed it into a patty. It's their one. <laughs> it's their one seafood dish. It's their fisho fillet. <laughs> It's not even lobster, it's just seafood, <laughs> extender and butter. <laughs> uh, Alright. So do you also wanna do we also wanna create the one for the um snack food or will we leave that for now? Uh snack food is blaster chip. Nah. They don't have to be chips. Like, it could, it could be fucking pork rinds for all I care. That's true. Um, one of the chip things that I love, because, you know, Aldi, the German restaurant, the German restaurant, the German grocery store that we have here in uh, Australia and other places in the world, when it comes time for Oktoberfest, so September, um, they have these German sort of puffed chip things, sort of like cheese and bacon balls, except mm. they're fucking peanut-flavoured. Peanut-flavoured? So, you know, yeah. So, you know, things like that. It tastes like fucking peanut butter. Uh, you know, maybe... Maybe... Uh, <laughs> chocolate twisters. They're like twisties, but they have chocolate. Uh, no, I think it should be something really gross, like, uh, brisket-flavored, uh, Cheetos. Oh, God. Briscoes. What? Briscoes. Briscoes. 
like <laughs> crunchy tubular things that taste like brisket. Is brisket spelled with a K or a C? A K. Okay, Briscoes. Yeah. The big O. <laughs> cool. So uh, they run over to the Briscoes tent like, hey, do you guys want to do a collaboration? Like, oh, look, man, we... We're not really set up to do that. We're running out of Briscoes. So Meat Shack is there like, yeah, man, we'll fucking do it. Get on it. Somehow, Meat Shack's really popular outside of the United States. Everyone loves the authentic meat. barbecue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, howdy. We like uh, Meat Shack. Oh, the fuck lobster burger. We love fuck lobster burger. We love fuck lobster. Fuck lobster. Fuck lobster. lobster. (laughs) I will have one fuck lobster burger (laughs) with a side of fuck you fries. (laughs) And a fuck me shake. And an extra helping of go fuck yourself sauce. (laughs) I love that go fuck yourself sauce. It's like being fucked in the mouth. Oh no, it's go fuck your sauce. <laughs> go fuck your sauce, of course! <laughs> uh, now that you can copyright. Um, yes. So, I guess trademark? Anyway. Uh, so, there's a bunch of Meat Shack uh, employees handing out uh, like Meat Shack value meals as people walk in. Uh, and they also are taking cans of Raiderade's new, uh, Raiderade adult. Uh, and you've got a fucking slab of it up there. So, this is basically like any sort of Comic-Con QA thing. So you introduce yourself and you'll be like, does anybody have any questions? Uh, yeah. Um... I am, uh, I am Amriel, um, legionary of the fallen uh, Eighth Legion. Um, you know, I, I list off this whole like it, it's supposed to sound impressive, but it doesn't quite. Uh, demonic title. Second, uh, second quartermaster uh, to the the legion of Damien. Uh, serving in exile uh, uh, in the home of Colorado. (laughs) That most damned of states. Uh, Viceroy of Darwin. Uh, I have I have uh, lived for five thousand years and and seen uh, many parts of creation. Um, I really like the parts with tentacles; <laughs> they're always great. And explosions, explosions are pretty rad. Um, anyway, um, grovel before me and and beg me for my uh, arcane knowledge. I guess Alex and I'll pretend to be the dude, the people at the Q&A. Sure. Uh, hi, Amriel. Uh, I, I, I was wondering, it's a small child. You're like, why the fuck is this child here? It's probably like 10, maybe 14. 
uh, girl, she's got glasses. Uh, I was wondering uh, how do you um, do you do you do you feel that you're a good role model to young women? <laughs> yes. Uh, that's, uh, that, that's, that's a tough question to answer. Um, I like to think so. Um, I, I've got a stick to uh, I have I have rebounded uh, in the course of several, you know, uh, what many would consider devastating failures. Uh, falling from heaven was not fun. Um, but I would say to uh, all of the young women who look up to me that... Um, what the fuck are you doing? I'm a fucking demon. <laughs> um, nurture that hatred that you harbor inside your, your innermost black heart. And um, one day you too uh, will dance victorious on the graves of your enemies. Next question. Uh, a drunk uh, college frat boy... Wearing a polo shirt with an upturned collar. He must be up. so fucking rich that he's traveled yep. to the fucking Gobi Desert to this event. I mean, that little girl's yep. probably here with her, you know, parents. Uh, I've got a question. Uh, have you ever met God? And as a follow-up, uh, how bangable is she? Uh, and some of his friends who are there with him cheer. Yeah, get that Alanis Morissette version of God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fine piece of tail. Yep. Um, as as a, a legionary in, um, well, former legionary in the uh, ranks of uh, Heaven's Elite Warriors, uh, I did have occasion to see God uh, on a number of occasions uh, when... He, she, it, they inspected the troops. Um, as far as... I really want the god of heaven to be like a North Korean despot. Like, <laughs> why do you have this army? Who are you fighting? It's like inspecting the troops like, hmm, yes, I like the way they have pointy parts. It's probably why we're good idea. Isn't that just the best version of God? Korean you know, despot leader? It would be great if those swords were on fire. Yeah, could we get some flaming swords in here? And Michael's like, it's not going to make them any more effective, but sure, why not? <laughs> well, I mean, you got a whole legion of unemployed angels. What else are you going to do? If you don't send them to the military, they're just going to cause trouble. <laughs> yeah, let's make a whole legion of fucking death, death warriors. <laughs> Um, and and to answer your follow up, uh, contemplating sex uh, with an unknowable being just it just kind of makes my head hurt. Um, so I'm gonna just get, I'm just gonna say no. To the second oh, part. Oh bummer. Uh, sort of stalls for a minute, and then uh, 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 another uh, gentleman stands up. Uh, he's like, uh, I, I have a question, uh, Amriel. Um, do you feel that your team was justified in electrocuting TKS's main reactor on the starting line last month? I just, I'm not quite sure what your play there was, because it didn't really seem to slow him down. So I just was wondering what, like, the tactical decision there was. 
Oh. Um. As a as a rank and file soldier, tactics were never really my strong suit. Um, I, I stick to the terrain uh, that's in front of me, and I, I make the decisions I need to make. Um, in uh, in short, uh, I do what I want, 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 want. <laughs> oh God, no. Is it is it too late for me to change my team? <laughs> no, no, it is it is totally too late. Sorry, yeah. actually, you're you're locked in. You've got a six month contract. Oh, okay, you've got to maintain brand recognition. Um, a another uh, uh, probably a late teens girl stands up and says, uh, "Emriel, what is um, what is your?" No, not what is your what? What is the state of uh of like uh, what is the word? What what's the pay differential like between male base raiders and female base raiders? Is there a wage gap in base rating? Um, well, that's a that's an interesting question. Uh, I would say I would say not in my experience. But then again, uh, my co base raiders are a fart-smelling nano-cloud of some kind, and a genderless uh, automaton possessed by a, a ghost. I think Yuri would disagree that he was genderless. But yeah. Yuri's not here. He's working on the car. Well, I mean, Yuri, Yuri himself may have a gender, but Yuri's body, I mean, is it anatomically correct? I probably would have seen. Probably not. I don't yeah. think that... Uh, Techno Wizard was really thinking about that when he was making him. His car's got a pair of truck nuts on the back, though. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a thing Finn would do. <laughs> uh, another another girl stands up. She looks like uh, she's in her teens. She's wearing all black uh, with black lipstick and heavy black eyeshadow. Uh, and she goes up to the microphone and goes, uh, Amriel, I really... Uh, admire the way that you are a demon fighting for hell and the forces of evil. Uh, I was just wondering if there's any way that I can join Hell's Legion. There's a way to further your goal. <laughs> right. Um, I, sin, I'm glad, sin a lot. I, I'm glad you asked. Um, the the most important thing uh, that Hell's Legion advocates is personal freedom. Um, so you know, do whatever the hell you feel like. Uh, if you've got a parent or an authority figure, uh, don't listen to a word they say. Um, and I'm starting up a mailing list actually. Uh, so after after the Q and A, there'll be there'll be a sign up sheet at the back. We'll we'll pass around. Not even a okay. blog, a fucking mailing list. Oh man, she uh, for a second before she walks away, uh, she just takes the microphone and she goes to hand it back to the person who's like walking around and just drops it and gives and then gives Amriel like a knowing look and sits down. Amriel gives her a thumbs up. That microphone probably costs a lot of money. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, uh, another person, uh, steps up. Looks like an, uh, 
a uh, gentleman, probably, you know, in his late 20s. Looks like a Valkyr fan. Like, he's dressed like a Valkyr. Uh, even though he's a dude. Uh, he says... Uh, uh, Emeril, uh, I'm from uh, the base rating uh, podcast. Uh, insert bases here. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was just wondering... Um, wh- how do you feel... Uh, adventure base rating is going to affect the amateur base rating scene uh, and the for-profit base rating scene. Like, do you foresee a future where all base raiders will be doing adventure base rating? Because, like, this base rating thing can't last forever, right? We're going to run out of bases eventually. Uh, I was just wondering if you had any thoughts on that and if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, uh, maybe, possibly. As a follow-up question. And then he hands the microphone away. Some of the Raider 8 officials are shaking their heads at him, like, what are you doing, mate? <laughs> uh, well, that's that's an interesting question. Um, I feel like uh, corporate sponsorship uh, does a lot to uh, rein in the general uh, lawlessness uh, and cutthroat competitive nature of base rating. I mean... Granted, there there are some uh, some rivalries, and and there's definitely competition going on here uh, on the cam on camera and off, um, but you know it, it makes it into a friendly sportsmanlike uh, endeavor rather than um, a bunch of um, you know seedy low lives grubbing for uh, power and worldly uh, lucre, as it were. Someone just screams out, Ethereal suck! Uh, Amriel manifests her flaming gladius, and... Uh, a bunch of people start cheering and clapping and screaming yeah. in horror. Come up here and say that! Come up here and say that! Does anybody uh, run? A few people fucking run. People that were standing at the back deciding whether they were going to step in. Bunch of people are cheering. Everybody's getting drunk. It's good times. Raider Raid is just like, oh, this is fantastic. This is going to make good footage. We've got to cut a promo out of this. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. And then the sword goes away, and she says in a, in a very like nice, polite voice, sign up for my mailing list, everybody. <laughs> Any more questions, or are we done playing uh, Q&A? I'm done. Um, the only thing I was going to say was uh, either outside the Q&A or maybe even uh, if, if someone comes up, um, maybe I'll go talk to the, the base rating podcast guy and see if he has any. I mean, I don't know if he would. What was it? Inch, insert, insert base rating. Insert, insert base, base here. here. Yeah, insert base here. Yeah, you go I'll, go talk- talk to, I'll go talk to Raymond from insert base here. No, 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 no. It's uh, it's uh, it's Richmond, Richmond, Richmond. from uh, base here. Because uh, a girlfriend of mine once called me Richmond by mistake. Richmond, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Um. So you go talk to Richmond. All right. So, like, he's part of the internet community. Those people are generally like colluded and turned on, maybe. So and misogynistic. Um, eh. Yeah, so so maybe he has a uh, maybe he has a, an inkling of what we're heading into beyond what we know. 
Oh, well, you know, there, there's been some uh, rumors that the base you guys are going to be hitting is actually the base of Professor Nebulon. Uh, who, you know uh, already? Yeah, you did. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you know, but he had 15 PhDs, uh, six from an alternate Earth, and uh, uh, eight from... That's not the right number. <laughs> Six from the alternate Earth and ten from this one. No, I'm not an academic, but are PhDs gained in another universe still valid? Like, is that is that a thing? <laughs> uh, apparently, he was worried that they weren't. Like, his first one was in uh, it was a degree general do PhD in physics because he was uh, concerned that some of the physical laws wouldn't line up. Don't really know. Uh, how like what came of that but yeah he you know he he did a, some talk show stuff in the early 90s when he first arrived on our earth um people found it pretty interesting um yeah he he you know uh it, it was interesting he didn't come through the tungusta site uh he popped in uh in the middle of downtown downtown shanghai um, he didn't come through like a large dim- interdimensional rift. So, you know, we actually did a podcast recently on, uh, Professor Nebulon in the lead up to this. Oh, you uh, did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you could listen to that or whatever, and then maybe promote it on your Twitter. <laughs> he is um, shameless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you gotta be shameless in the podcasting game, Alex. That's true. Always be hustling. Um, I'm. Can I? Can I make an empathy roll on Richmond to see if he actually knows anything worth uh, pressing him for, or if he's just, you know, go for it. Go and see if he's just regurgitating the other podcasts he listened to. All right. Let's see. Um, I got a plus two. That probably it's just going to be stuff talking about like the history of Nebulon. No one's going to know what his base was like, though. Okay. So it's only going to help you um, understand I mean, the man. Okay. Which uh, isn't that, bad. Yeah, that might be that might be useful. Um, so you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Um, I'll I'll retweet his uh, the link to his podcast. Uh, episode about uh, about Nebulon, mm-hmm. and and you know like put some kind of a put some kind of a uh, you know like uh, researching the the next the, the site for the next heat you know or, or something like that. Yeah, re- re- doing some doing some uh, base rating research. See if we nice. get him some some likes and retweets. Yeah. <laughs> You mean doing some basic research? Hey, Red Rain loves puns. They're all about it. They enforce puns. It's in your contract. You have to do puns. All right. You must pun at least two times a day. I don't know why they got really offensively German, but they did. Yeah, when yeah. you're done with it, uh, you know, there's a few day- emails and shit on this mailing list. Uh, and then one of the Raider Raid guys walks up to you, gave you the tricks. Like, oh, great work, Embryo, great work. We we should get a, we should uh, do another one with the whole team uh, next uh, next month, I think. 
Uh, yeah, I think, I, th- I think that'd be fantastic when we get to We could definitely put something together. I'll, I'll talk to my, my colleagues and see what we can work out. Oh, thanks a lot, Amy. You're, you're a real champ. Keep it up, baby. He walks off. You know, te- cheesy fucking manager type. Yeah. All right. So I, I got a few people signed up for my, you know, Demon Warrior newsletter. <laughs> Sounds like a fitness newsletter. <laughs> the Demon Warrior <laughs> workout. You've got to, you know, do a bunch of, <laughs> got to do some crunches, some burpees. I think I think that's definitely part salmon of salmon ladder. You've got to do the salmon ladder. And don't forget to eat a hearty breakfast of souls every morning. That's the part should that gets we, most people. Should we get free range souls or is cut or is cage farm souls good enough? Obviously free range is better, but in a pinch you could use caged. Um you want to separate the soul yolk from the soul whites <laughs> uh, and add a little bit of ginger and paprika. I think the whites I think are I think... where all the good parts is. The yeah. egg is where you get all the sin. Yeah, that's good. I think I have come to a conclusion about Amriel's goal. She wants to make she wants to uh, whip up a cult of personality around herself. So she she's basically going for the uh, better angels, a thousand or more people worship you as their personal god type of thing. But nice. you know, that sounds like a good idea. Um So, Greg, do you do anything else with the rest of your evening? Um, you fix your drone. Do you want to go talk to TKS about why they fucking harassed your drone? Uh, no. I'm going to stay away from them. That's probably a good idea. Yeah, I don't think it would end well if I went over there. I'd hate to oh, have come to on. one of them. It's, uh, it's, it's drama for the cameras. It's drama for the cameras. Just oh, don't yes. Um, I can't make any promises. But uh, Greg will uh, notify. I guess he will notify one of the camera crews that he's going over, so that they can have an actual crew follow him. All right. They're like, oh yeah, we'll get a drone on this, and then uh, he will go over to the TKS. Well, hi, Greg. Hello. How are you? Yeah, you know, doing good. Just tuning up the car, getting ready for tomorrow. Big help. day. Oh yes, but uh, I couldn't help but notice that you seem to interfere with the test of one of my new drones, and I was curious as to your reason. Uh, Ayumi, who was talking to you, is like, really? And it's like, you know, it turns back to Takuma. The engineer is like, do you want to tell him? Apparently, he doesn't know. He was like, come on. You know what you guys did. You fucked with our equipment. Twice. What? First, you tried to fry our engine on the starting line, and then you fucking ripped apart our drone and hid it on top of a fucking radio tower. Not only that, but that's the first fucking drone I ever made. I made that out of a fucking model store kit. He's saying this all in Japanese. And you yeah. just trashed it. I I do not know what you are talking about with uh, attacking a drone, but I apologize. I, too, know what it is like to lose the first drone that you have made. That was the first drone I had ever made. And I was 
emotionally distressed when it crashed. <laughs> uh, Kouki, the uh, fighter slash navigator, he's a bit swole, walks up to you like, hey, look, man, maybe you want to walk away. All right? This doesn't need to get physical. Uh, I, I would love to experience the sensation of walking, but it is beyond my parameters. It would be very helpful for my research, but uh, I do not understand what you mean when you say this doesn't need to get physical. It means I don't need to pull out the electrical disruptor that I've got strapped to my tool belt and shove it into your cloud face. All right. Oh, well, that would be uh, quite disagreeable. Yeah, it's really good at shutting down certain death traps. I reckon it'll work a treat on your ass. Huh. Well, very well. I can see that you are too consumed by the uh, human emotion of anger to have a conversation about this. Good day, friend. Uh, and Greg floats away. Lucky I didn't throw his head into a wall. Metaphorically speaking, obviously you can't grip gas. <laughs> uh, as uh, Greg floats back, uh, and when Amrio returns, uh, Greg says to her, "Did you have a conductive, a um, constructive evening, Amrio?" She's got a uh, six yeah, pack in her hand. <laughs> like, yeah, man. I think I, I think I corrupted some of the youth of this planet. Oh, good. Listen, I was speaking to the TK, TKS team. Oh, you were? Yes. While we were uh, on the last run, did you and or Yuri attack one of their drones? Uh, attack is kind of a harsh term. I plucked it out of the air, and uh, Yuri, he may have possessed it a little bit. Ah, well, they were quite displeased about it. Apparently, there is a human sentimentality attached to the first drone that people build. Oh. Well, that's I was not aware there. of that. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, that, that brings me to my point. We need to destroy the TKS team. <laughs> oh, Fartman, if you had a hand, I would high-five you. I didn't <laughs> one of their... Uh, who, was the one that, who was the one that was swollen? Uh, Kauki. Kauki threatened me with molecular disambiguation. I do not take those threats lightly. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Don't, uh, don't worry. Don't worry, Cloud Friend. Uh, we'll, we'll get them. They have a device that they think will disarm death traps. If possible, perhaps we could disarm their device. Holy shit. <laughs> I was Greg was sent here to pave the way for conquest. Yeah, I forgot that he's a fucking war machine. And that that's okay. uh that's all on you, friend. Uh I, I don't know much about the scientific end of it. But if something needs to get destroyed, you point me right at it and hmm. Well, we shall see what happens, I suppose, on this run. All I know is TKS better not cross us. Um, yeah, I would say uh, that that's a good place to end uh, this session. 
Um, you guys can look at the Valkyries next run, or you can go straight into fucking sabotaging another team's gear. Uh, and that leaves plenty for Finn to do as well. So yeah. hopefully Finn's internet gets better soon. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. All right, well, I think we'll leave it at that. Uh, how'd you guys find this episode? Good. Um, well, it yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of uh, plot or accomplishment, but I really loved the uh, the Q and A scene. Um, there and... was some plot. Uh, it won't be obvious yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, we also resolved like why the fuck were TKS using an ancient piece of shit drone? Yeah, right. So, question: mm-hmm. Now that uh, I have a con- conversation, unusual, I could radio. Can I remotely hack like drones that are? Working on no, because it's conversation unusual. But uh, you okay. can jump onto other people's comms and stuff. Okay. And and so, for an example, a way that you could use that in combat is if you come up against things that have radios. For example, like if there's a bunch of soldiers or something, um, you could make their radios start talking and try and confuse them by having like voices come over them. Right. Okay. Um, so, you know, you can be like, um, don't you so have a wanted... science skill? Doesn't one of your skills have a stealth trapping? Yeah, it's my sentient cloud. So I yeah, can just hide so and give I, them... Well, uh... my point is I would let you use that to... Oh, no, that'd be deceit. Never mind. Um, but, yeah, you yeah. could try and confuse them by... Gotcha. Doing that, you can make them think that you're coming from a different direction, or just like unease them by um, right. having strange voices come over the radio. That's just an example. But or, or I be, have... a bit, be a bit more passive I... about it. Just listen in on their comms. Yeah, yeah, that too. I am now a Wi-Fi hotspot as well. Mm. <laughs> so can I use that to remotely hack? Drones. I guess you have the computer skill, so I guess yeah, you have awesome. enough various things that I would allow you to do wireless hack. But okay, yeah, I'm just curious. I, I, my goal is to now fuck up TKS. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not, my, not my actual goal, but it is uh, a goal. Kind of. Yeah, it's it's on the list. Number one, save species from extinction. Number two, ruin TKS. Ruin, Perhaps, these, ruin these triplets. <laughs> yes. Perhaps you don't understand the primate uh, social convention of, of um, posturing. No, posturing? no, I don't. Posturing. Is that what you make you know, pasta? Angle, angling for status. I mean, he did threaten to shove my non-existent head against the wall. Again, this human obsession with walls. Perhaps don't that is the it. reason humans surround themselves with walls, so that they so that can they, use them as a weapon. So that they can always easily and quickly commit violence against each other. <laughs> yeah. That would, that would fall in line with my research on the species. It would follow human logic. <laughs> Hmm. All right. Uh, where's the script? 
I'm always misplacing that script. All right, thanks for listening. If you have any questions or feedback uh, uh, about this episode, you can contact us in the comment sections on Facebook, SoundCloud. Yeah, you can also reach us on Twitter, and you can, of, of course, comment on our main site uh, over on WordPress. You can also reach us at our email at insertquesthere at gmail.com. Uh, and don't forget to join our G Plus community. Uh, it's, uh, you know... It's, it's a good place to see what we're doing. I often post like plans on what we're going to run next or ask people for ideas uh, regarding certain things like that D&D campaign I keep talking about running, but I have no fucking idea what I'm going to actually do. <laughs> uh, do you guys have anything you want to plug? Uh, check out the Ragnarok podcast at www.ragnardrock.com. You can email us at info at ragnardrock.com. Uh, we're at facebook.com slash ragnardrock. Uh, and we're on Twitter at ragnardrock. So get in touch. Hit us up on the social medias. Indeed. The socknets. Socknets. All right. Well, farewell from the past. I'm Raymond. You mean Richmond. Yeah, Uh, this is Richmond from the Insert Base Here podcast, signing off.